Hey, welcome to Tuesday Take, where we sit down with Pastor James and ask a few questions and hear some additional thoughts from this week's sermon. Pastor, how are you? Hey, Shane. You doing all right, man? Doing pretty good, man. You had a good day so far? I have, yeah. That's good. It's been That's neat. Good. Been a oh. neat day. Neat. I ran this morning. And it yeah? Was, how it was, was cold. That? I bet it was. It was really. What I didn't think it was that cold. Uh, it was about 40s maybe, but yeah, it seemed colder. Yeah. It, that it wind chill, yeah. especially probably with how fast you were running too, man. Oh, yeah. Just, it was just blazing. Speedster. Speedster, yeah. Man, we call yep. you Speed Racer. Yep. That's your nickname around mm-hmm. the office. So, uh, man, uh, jumping into uh, Sunday, man, I just want to say thank you for uh, faithfully preaching a difficult text um, and calling us to respond uh, in different ways, man. I, I, it was a great morning, a challenging morning. That's what we were talking about earlier. It was a, it was as good as a sermon that can be convicting and challenging and all of these things as they come. Like it was, it's, it's weird to say that after the fact, like, man, that was great. I just saw my sin in front of me. That's a weird thing to say, but man, it was, it really was a really great morning. Yeah. Well, that's what I was praying about, you know, on Sunday, of just as we're getting ready, because I knew we were going to do a few things differently, and so I, you know, I was just, I just felt the spirit just say, hey, you know, especially at that first point, like I think you need to sit here for a second, and and so I know that's different, and maybe it was maybe uncomfortable, or maybe just seemed a little, you know, because we'd never done that before, but um, I think it was good to to kind of respond after the, you know, yeah, for sure, right after it. So speaking of un, of uncomfortable. Um, diving into our first question, man, why is talking about um, striving for holiness and talking about our sin in light of that, why is it so uncomfortable to do? Well, yeah, I think, and um, I was reading a, a, a book on holiness this week, um, was kind of reading through some pages that this lady had written on a book on holiness, and in that book, it was just talking about how that the problem that most people have with holiness and the idea of holiness is because it brings up my sin, mm. Um Holiness means that I don't walk in my sin. It means repentance. And so it brings about things that are, I think, uncomfortable for us, you know, that we don't enjoy, you know. And so it means change. Um, it means that I – and I think it, it it reminds us that we're called to something higher, you know. And I think for most of us our default mode is um, just – you know, like like I want to, or I think it ties in a lot to the Pharisees of like, you know, I just want to have the appearance of it, but yeah. actually to to see holiness in us, and so I think that's why even like Sunday, why I think it gets uncomfortable, even for me when I was working on it this this past week and thinking about it was, you know, I said, you know, I just felt the Lord say, James, you need to sit and pray. Like, are you striving for holiness? Yeah. You know, are you is this something you're pursuing? You know, to be like me? You know, and. Uh, course we'll address it i think probably one of the last questions but you know it's by god's grace we do that but um so i i just and i you know i was thinking about too i mean we just don't talk about holiness much yeah you know god is holy or that god's called us to be holy you know and our i think we think it's an old testament thing yeah you know what i mean and he did he says in the old testament but then peter picks it up in the new testament and says it's kind of what we said sunday the standard's still the same you're still to be holy you know and I just don't think we talk about it very much. I think I think another problem is like we a problem that we find in it is that we find we have to admit that maybe we're not as good of a person as we like to think we are. Um, we can make people around us think, "Oh no, that's a great guy. Hey, she's a great girl. Whatever it is." 
Um, but realistically, you know, no one knows our sin, no one knows our lives, our personal lives like the Lord. And so whenever we start talking about this, this call of like, I'm calling you to be holy. So that means some of these things that you're keeping secret, some of these things you're keeping behind closed doors, you've got to stop those. Yeah. And, and there's, a, there's an admittance there. There's, a, there's accountability that comes with this. There's so many things that come along with this that, that force us to say, maybe I'm not as far as ahead of a person as I thought I was. Yeah. Like I know on Friday, like I had to, I had to stop for a second and I was um, praying to the Lord and man, I just, I just, just started like getting tear, teary eyed and just was sure crying really uh, just because it was like, I was just like, Lord, like I, like there is nothing that is hidden from you. Like you literally know mm. everything, you know, every thought I have, you know, my motive, like, you, like there is nothing that I do that you don't know about. And it's like, but yet I try to fool myself so often, um, and man, it just it really got to me because I was just like, you know, you know it all, and there's nothing that's hidden from you, and I can't play, you know, I can't act, I can't like nothing fools you, um, and I think we do have a tendency to and pride, uh, sin in our life of that we try to think that we're really better than we really are, you know, or give ourselves the benefit of the doubt. Yeah, absolutely. You know, so I think that's why it's uncomfortable um, is change, repentance, sin diving into to the depths of our hearts, you know, of, yeah. of really prying in things, you know, and um, so. Man, whenever it comes to holiness, I think we see a wide definition of what holiness actually means when it comes to different generations. And you kind of hit on that Sunday. Do you have any more thoughts about that? Yes, yeah, so I think, and that was just kind of the thought that I had was that we have sometimes different opinions of, and I think, well, we see it in the Pharisees, and I think we see it in us. I think we see it in generations past, that the idea of kind of legalism, you know, of like if I just look the part, if I just do the right thing, um, that's what it means to be holy. And that's, I, I mean, there are some things that in legalism, you know, of the appearance of holiness, but holiness is so much more than just like not doing something. I think sometimes that's what we use when we think of the holiness. And I think that's why some people have a bad taste in their mouth of like, you know, when you start talking about holiness is usually we think of like these people that are very abrasive or people that are very um, stoic or, you know, you think of, is it, uh, what's the Mighty Python in the, what was it? What's that movie? You know, when they, when they, when they're hitting their heads, you know, (laughs) those monks or whatever, you know, and I think we have this idea of, 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 or it's like, I've got to be this nun or, or monk in a monastery locked away from everything. And that's kind of this idea of holiness. But, you know, even like, as I was saying this week of this idea of holiness of, I mean, holiness means that I love people the way Jesus loved people, you know? And so some people, this idea of holiness is just this abstinence thing. And so I think for a lot of times it's become just this legalistic thing of like holiness is basically just fulfilling these rules. And and I think, I mean, you, you may can answer this too, I think our generation maybe has seen that and maybe the weight of legalism and it's like, well, I'm going to go the exact opposite direction. And so then I'm all, um, I'm grace, I'm free in Christ. And so basically it gives me license to kind of live however I want to live yeah. and that's not holiness either of just saying, hey, I can just do whatever I want and you can't call me out because I'm in grace, I'm in Christ. And it's like, that's not holiness either, you know? And so I think for a lot, and usually it's a reaction to to the other. And it's yep. like, but when you look at Jesus, I mean, Jesus perfectly loved people, and but but yet he was so different. And I mean, and, and you, 
uh, in his manner of his heart and everything he did. And so it's like Jesus embodies, you know, and I think holiness really is this idea of being set apart, and it's this idea of that you look like Jesus, you know. Yeah. And, um, is what does God say? Be holy, for I am holy. You know, I'm different. I'm set apart. So you're you're to be set apart. You're to be different. You know, and it's not just this stoic. Um, I think it was C.S. Lewis that made this quote, this idea of that. Usually, when we think of holiness, we think of, of somebody that's lame. Um, but he says, when you really encounter somebody that really is holy, he said, you'll know it when you see it. You yeah. know, and so um, I think sometimes maybe it's in our own life different things maybe we've seen bad examples of it or or we just have a wrong idea of of those things and uh, i think jesus is trying to correct that of like it's it's looking like me it's being like me it's yeah. being sanctified you know and, and looking like me so um verse 17 says do not think that i have come to abolish the law or the prophets i have not come to abolish them but to fulfill them so how do we see jesus fulfill those things so when you look at the the Old Testament, the law, the prophets, the standard of God, in which He'd set the commandments, the and we broke it down Sunday. The you have the moral law, the judicial law, and then you have the ceremonial law. And so Jesus perfectly fulfilled all of these things. And so it's, it brings about this idea of kind of com- com- completion. You know that He's completed that work. You know because one of the things like the ceremonial law of the sacrifices of worship. Well, well, Jesus is the once and for all sacrifice. The sacrificial system's done with. Like, he's fulfilled that in in the way that he lived. But it's also bringing this idea of, like, that he also came to clarify and to make clear God's standard, and not just, like, these specific laws, like, don't, you know, bull a baby goat in his mother's milk or something. <laughs> like, 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 But to embody what it looks... Because, I mean, think about this. I mean, of course, Jesus says this, and these are Old Testament passages the summary of the law and the prophets is to love God with all your heart, mind, soul, and strength, and then to love your neighbor as yourself, things that's found in Deuteronomy and Leviticus. And so it's like in these things, Jesus came to embody, to say like, hey, this is what it means and this is what it looks like to embody, to clarify, to fulfill, to accomplish out and to live out, you know, God's standard, God's law, you know, for us. And so even like as we get into next week and like these next couple of weeks, you know, he's going to clarify, like you've heard it said, like don't murder. That's a you know good thing, but he says, but there but there's something deeper than that, that that's meant by it's not just this act, you know. And so I think that's what most in us we think of this holiness is just an act, you know, something we do. And just trying to clarify, it's not just an act; it's the position of our hearts. And the same thing with lust. You may not physically commit adultery, but if you even look at a woman with those things, you've already committed that, yeah. you know, in your heart. And so he's it's like he's trying to clarify. You know, and so, but we see the fulfillment of the law in Jesus. You know, He fulfilled everything um, perfectly. So, yeah, I don't know if that makes sense, but <clears throat> yeah, it does. Um, man, moving to more of a, a practical question: How can we really um, live this call out? The book you referenced um, Sunday. One of the things he says in this chapter is, um, "It's a lot easier to say, man, I'm so messed up,' rather than to say, I'm striving to be holy." And so how do we move to this point where we really are trying to and, and living out this call of holiness that's been placed on our lives? I think, one, it starts with, and this is, I think, in reading God's Word and spending time with, with the Lord, but I think it's recognizing that God's holy. Like, like, I think when you, like, I mean, you notice this, like, even Isaiah or people that when, when they encountered like the holiness of God, like it changed them. I mean, you know, when they came in contact with what was holy, they they were very aware of their own sin. So I think that's for some of us is uh, practically of as we read the word, um, as we pray, of of 
asking God to, to feel the weight, you know, of that. And that may be hard too, you know, I mean, because it didn't seem like a pleasant experience for Isaiah when he encountered the, the holiness of God, but yeah. yet it changed everything about Isaiah's life. And so I think for us, it's taking God seriously and who he is. And so I think practically it's that. Obviously, it's um, holiness is Christ in me. And so um, if you don't know Christ, you can't. Uh, that's where holiness begins because we can't, and I, I hopefully try to make it clear, um, is that, and I think this is a good idea of notice when he's calling us to live the standard. He's not saying, hey, live these things out. Um, and then you get to be in the kingdom. But he's rather, since you already are a part of the kingdom, now yeah. live out these standards. And so I think that's a good distinction for us to see is that he's not saying, hey, live up to the standard, then you're mine, but rather you're already mine. So now yeah, because of me, you're able to live these out. So the only way we can actually live out in holiness is only in Jesus because we need our it starts at the heart. And so yep. it's not just these external acts that the Pharisees and scribes did. So comes with knowing Jesus and walking with Jesus, and I think it's practically on a day-to-day basis as we read, as we pray, to reflect on God's grace, to pray. You know, yeah. I, I think it's things in my life of like, you know, even when I mess up or when things happen, it's like, God, I need your grace today, you know. I, I need your grace not to lust today. I need your grace today not to be angry today or to be irritated today or as we see things as or as God as we pray and God points out ways in our life that we're grieving him to say like God I need your grace in this area of my life and I think that's a testament to say when we start to see and I think it'll probably be this thing maybe one day yeah we just like look up and be like man I usually get irritated at that and I didn't you know and it may you know maybe this thing like that was so weird you know how did that happen you know yeah. and it's like well I can't take credit for that but that's just God's grace in my life and so I think practically it's seeking after God's grace and um <clears throat> at every moment, even even when we seem like we fall, just say, hey, God, I need your grace, not just to forgive me, but I need your grace to empower me to live these things out, you know? Because yeah. that, that's kind of hopefully it try, why we tried to end that way of of like this is the – like you've been given the power in Jesus and the Holy Spirit in you that you can actually live a holy life, you know? Yeah. Um, kind of throwing this one on you. I yeah. think you'll be good with this one, though. Yeah. Um, Practically in a community of believers, how do we live this out? This call to holiness. Well, I think we, I think we are accountable to one another. You know, I don't think it's being, and we'll see this in later. It's not this idea of being like you're the moral police, and every little thing you see in somebody, you immediately just run up to them and be like, "Hey, you did this," you know. But I think it's also radiating. God's holiness in, you know, if we're around people to be like, hey, you know, we're, we're gossiping right now. And so, and not trying to be, and I, and I think it's disarming all of us, you know, because let's say if you and I are talking and you, and I'm gossiping and you're like, hey, James, you know, we probably don't, you know, there's immediate reaction in me of like, are you trying to be holy man over here? You know, like you trying to, you trying to be Mr. Holy Roller over there and trying, you know, because I think when we get called out on things, we, we don't like it, you know, but I think as the scripture tells us to be, um, to be as we restore people, see as we live with one another, to do it in a spirit of gentleness, you know, in that idea. And I, and hopefully as we revel in God's grace with one another and or or even this, like, point out in people's life, like, yeah. Shane, like, man, like, I've been seeing this in you. I've been seeing Christ in you. You know, encouraging one another. Yeah, be like, man, sure. I've, I've been seeing, I know you can't take credit for it, Shane, but I've been seeing God's grace in this area of your life. And, yeah. man, I think it's good to see, you know, not just calling people on the bad you know, of like, yeah. hey, I see this, but to encourage and say, encourage hey, man, I see well. Jesus in you today. You yeah, know? absolutely. Well, um, 
Man, our last question of the day. Uh, you showed a, a fantastic picture, a side-by-side comparison of, of Kirsten and Piper. So here's my question today. Um, would it be fair to say Piper is to Kirsten as Chapel is to you? Yes. <laughs> yeah. How does, how does that flesh itself out? Um, Chapel's just... Um, just cool, calm, and collective. I mean, just that's the fun, funny thing about him, and we'll we'll joke about it. Is like he loves to read. Um, like even now, like I'm sure he doesn't understand, but he just likes to get books and wants to sit in your lap, and just turn through books, you know. And he's a lot more chill. Um, I mean, he loves to run around and play for sure. Because if he gets anywhere outside, or if, if you've seen him around the church, if he gets out of an area, I mean, he's just going to take off and run, yeah. you know, uh, just be a boy. But um, I think. Yeah, I think there is a lot of similarities, you know, and just it just seems just like, hey, I just I'm I'm good to just chill, I'm you good know, to just hang out, just hang out, man. Well, I think it's good to see those things. Um, I think it's good also to address the questions that we addressed today, because um, it is hard, man. It, it's it's hard, you know. It's it's uncomfortable, but I think it's an uncomfortableness that we need to embrace. Um, and like you're saying, not just heavily kind of pound on the none of us are great, all these kind of things, but also the encouragement to others whenever we see um, the Lord working, the Lord moving in their lives. So, And I think as, as we, I mean, this is what makes us different, you know, yeah. and that's what even that book, Uncomfortable, you you point out, I think I read a quote from there, you know, like that's what that's what makes us salt and light is that yeah. we are different, you know, is that we, we're distinct, we we represent, and, and when people see us, you know, they see you know, see the Lord. And, and, you know, somebody said this, um, I think it was Rob said some, I know we're going off script a little bit, but Rob had texted me this, which I thought it was a good, you know, cause we we're talking about how kids represent their parents, you know, yeah. a lot of times parents, they had this idea of like, we want our kids to act right because what they do reflects on us as parents, mm. you know, and it's like this, and he was telling me, and I didn't even think about it, but you know, he was just saying like, it, it really struck him that, you know, we sometimes as parents are like, we want you to act this way because what you do is a direct representation of me as the dad or mom as, you know, thing. And just think about like the way that we're living, what is that saying about God? You know, what is that saying about Jesus? You know, in in my, by my lifestyle, my revealing that God is holy, that God is love, that God like is, can people see God? Cause I'm to represent him, you know? And so, Am I living that out? You know, sometimes I don't know, uh, even for me, I don't know if we take that very seriously. Yeah. Of like, sometimes the closest that people may see God is me. Yeah. You know? A friend of mine, Garen Dardar, he's from down where I'm from. Um, his parents, whenever they would go somewhere, um, if they were staying the night somewhere, if they were <clears throat> going to be off by themselves somewhere, um, Mr. Gary, his dad would always say, remember who you belong to and who you represent. Yeah, yeah. Um, and once they got older, that kind of started, you know, meaning more and more to them. Um, and he was having a conversation with his dad one day, and he was like, well, that's just what the Lord has shown me in my life with him, that I belong to him and I represent him here. And so my actions have to be worthy of that. So it's a good point, man. Yeah. It's a really good point. Yeah. Well, man, I appreciate you um, for sitting down and, and taking some time and answering some some difficult questions. Oh, yeah. And thank you for listening. Thank you. <laughs>